Hey guys, hey, I'm back, I am back. Uh, my MacBook is up and running again. Um, so yeah, I've taken it to the Apple store and hopefully I shouldn't be getting any more of these issues, but um, yeah, I apologize for there being like, what, two consecutive episodes missing? Um, yeah, I, I've, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I just needed a break. I really did. I did not think like podcasting would be this exhausting. Um, and even though like I, you probably might think, oh, you know what, Sid, you sound like a hypocrite. You're on Clubhouse. You're on Twitter, etc. Blah blah blah. But it's like, um, I didn't know that. You know looking at content all the time um finding subjects to talk about not only would it be like a little bit difficult but sometimes it just gets a bit overwhelming and a bit frustrating when I sometimes get a bit too per too personally invested in it um well that's the right way to word it and it just gets exhausting um and it just brings out it, it literally is a mental burnout especially when you see people that claim to like you know fuck with you and um you know support what I do and those sort of things there and then that you just see people doing the complete opposite and yeah it's just like oh do you know what sometimes is there hope um is there anybody like committed to doing what it is that I do um also just like guests as well like um, no shade to the guests or anything like that, but like people have just cancelled and it's not their fault, I get it, but sometimes it's just like, you know, when you're looking forward to something and it just doesn't come to fruition, it's just a little bit disappointing. Um especially as I didn't think I'd be doing a lot of this um alone. I really thought, you know, people would reach out. But again, like baby steps, Rome wasn't built in a day. So, you know, we move. Um so yeah, I've I'm not gonna lie, I've been exhausted. I'm literally on the verge of burnout. Um, as somebody who's like been through burnout many times, I can feel it happening. Um, so I've got two weeks off in August, um, off work. So I'm literally gonna be sleeping. My phone is gonna be off. No one is gonna be speaking to me. I don't want to be speaking to anybody. Um, I might like I'm literally gonna go to sleep, and wake up whenever the frig I want, <laughs> and nobody's gonna beat me that's it um so yeah I've also signed up to therapy yesterday and I know people say things like oh go to therapy or oh congratulations you're going to therapy but let me just be clear um I'm not going to therapy for like for anybody other than myself I'm not going to therapy to um like for what people may conventionally think um why people may go to therapy and that's no shade to anybody who does that's no disrespect to anybody who's using therapy but it's just something I've been skeptical of for quite a long time because um I know with my mom's a psychotherapist in it so there's sometimes when she might um ask me about a certain issue and I'm not sure maybe whether it's a client that's going through it but sometimes when I talk about the stuff that I normally talk about it's it's quite an eye-opener to her so um it's like if that's an eye-opener to you like why is it an eye-opener to you and is it that you're um you know 
the, the therapy industry itself are they even equipped to go and deal with like the real problems that the world is facing among queer people um more specifically queer people of color and are they really exploring the dynamics and for me um based off the way that my mom is um like taken aback by some of it it's like okay maybe maybe they're not um so my mom's a, th a therapist and you know i i would well she can't tell me um but I, I would believe i'm under the illusion that she um sees queer people and they may talk about like all sorts of things um all sorts of dynamics and yeah that's just where it is so for me i just think i want to um just declutter my mind baby just like you know talk through something see how it goes if it's some bullshit i'm just not gonna do it but i'm i'm not gonna change i'm so sorry um i'm not gonna change who i am i've i've often had um therapy weaponized against me a lot um when people say you should go to therapy and it's mainly because like either somebody has been abusive or somebody has like tried to gaslight me someone has tried to um like belittle and undermine and like invalidate my experience um especially when it came to just a lot of like how I was treated um you know early on in queer life like from like the ages of 18 to like even like now um you're not going to tell me this shit ain't happening like you're not um I, I completely understand my environment is not going to change and um if I have to have these barriers and the, these guards up then that's just it that's just what it's gonna have to be that's just what kept that's what keeps me safe and that's what keeps people from like staying the fuck away from me because i will cuss you the fuck out i will tell you about yourself i will spin your jaw if we if we are in the same venue where beverages are sold in glass bottles it will be what the fuck it will be and that's it like <laughs> i don't know um what you want me to do about that if some from out and about somebody's like doing unwanted touching or racial remarks i will deal with you where the fuck you stand and there's no um i'm not one of these bitches who will just be like oh you know let me cry about it later let me go on twitter and cry about what happened no no i will fuck up your whole shit i'm i i am bon for bon i i grew up on lady saw spice maca diamond all of them kind of things there where like it's i'm so sorry it was they would they would sing so and 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 rap or make songs so eloquently about how they would deal with you on site and that's just me it's not going to change i'm so 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 sorry but yeah uh, <laughs> uh yeah i'm going that's what i'm going to go and do i just think um yeah just to help out with with burnout i, I think the therapy will be useful for burnout um clarity um I also think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the previous one, I think I might have ADHD because I've been looking at certain things for like self-diagnosis and there's a few things in there where it's like, okay, right. So I'm going to try and get a diagnosis in that as well. Um, I've spoken to a few people and they've also spoken about self-medicating with some ways I don't necessarily agree. But when they were just mentioning that like when going on um certain prescribed medications or unprescribed medications um there's even people that i don't recommend this in any type of way i i don't endorse this um 
but I'm not shaming anyone. Um, there are people that will use um, controlled substances, um, you know, to manage their ADHD. And it's literally like, imagine the noise just turning down. Um, and I was like, okay, that speaks to me a lot. Imagine your thoughts just racing and it just, it just like slows down and you're able to do one thing at a time and focus and yada, yada. And that's great. Um, so yeah, I've also, um, had magic mushrooms as well. And I don't know, it's more like, it's more like vivid dreaming, but I've only been sitting at about, I haven't exceeded 1.5 grams. So I think I'm going to have to take two and a half and see how I manage things. And yeah, we'll just take it from there and see what happens in it. So yeah, um, that's just how my, um, I'm just going to explain my absence there. I was tired as fuck. I was exhausted. I, I, um, one thing led to another and it pissed me off and I was just like do you know what I'm just not in the right headspace because like imagine spending more than a grand on a MacBook like I don't use it for any like heavy heavy stuff like I'm not doing any like video editing I'm not doing any coding I'm not making new software I'm not designing 3D items and I literally just want to open the fucking notes app um and the voice recorded app and it's not working there's nothing else playing in the background why is six gigabytes out of eight ram being used that don't make no sense i'm not i'm not even gonna do the percentages with that like let me just probably what is it 80 percent? i don't know like just just let's say 80 percent. why is that 80 percent of the um capacity being used to open on a, on a on a Mac that's not even a year old. It's the latest one. I, I'm con I'm so confused. If a phone can do it, why can't a computer do it? Those kind of things just frustrate me. And I'm one of those people who will um you know have multiple things happen. Um, and then it can just be one little thing, and I'm just like I'm done. I'm over it. I'm I'm gonna um book some time off um and i'm gonna like you know just break down and cry and and do whatever the fuck it is i'm gonna do and that's just where i'm at um i remember the time it was back in i want to say 2017 yeah 2017 like so much stuff happened like um yeah i had some unfortunate circumstances happen to somebody i care about i was at a very very low point in my life and all that stuff and then it literally just took it literally just took for my car light to go out on my Vauxhall Corsa and I'm just there breaking down. That was it. And I'm so sorry, like, at this big, big age of 30, I can't be doing that no more. I can't. I have my scheduled mental break. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, um, maybe crazy is not the right word to use, but I know it sounds a bit, mm, but listen, that's just how I, I i process things and that's just how i work in it um so yeah um that's just me and you know I've, I've had to i think with my emotions and like my um my thought processing and like sometimes uh when i'm challenged with difficulties i always like resolve it by myself i'm just used to relying on myself and i'm always just like i don't always feel that like i can reach out for help um and sometimes the help is right there and I just turn it down and I don't know why I do that like even though I want to say yes I'm saying no 
and I go, oh no, it's all right, and you know, I'm just not. I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because I'm just too used to being let down. Um, maybe that's also a a a defense mechanism that I have as well. I don't know, but probably have to work through that in therapy, and not share too much on this podcast. I don't know, <laughs> but I'll get there. So. Yeah, but let's get into it. Um, I've been talking for a while now. So, yeah, what I've been, uh, my weeks, well, I was going to say my week, but my weeks, they've been all right. Um, I've been on a couple of dates and stuff. They were shit. I'm so sorry. It was, nah, Mm-mm. like dating is not easy. Dating is so not easy. Um, It's, mm, should I talk about? Yeah, let me talk about it. So. I spoke to one person and um you know there's some one thing i find is that there are people who will pretend to be interested um especially when dating black men as well um they'll pretend to be interested i don't know why they do that but if you're not if you're not interested in black men and you're one of those black black people who you know need to figure out what the hell it is you've got going on um that's absolutely fine but like don't string people don't 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 string people along don't lead people on don't um just don't do that it's it's just not it's not okay and i'm a very good judge of character um so there's that um other people of color like i've maintained this stance i'm so sorry um if you're not from the uk if you're not from birmingham and where we literally have no um we don't even have like spaces for queer people of color to regularly congregate, let alone, we don't even have like spaces for black people to do that, let alone queer people of color as a collective. Um, so I've always maintained the stance that I'm so sorry, like I am open to dating other queer people of color. I am. Um, but <laughs> the catch, the catch to that is I just know for a fact that these other people are just not going to keep you safe they're not and it's like i'm very very aware of things like anti-blackness um the ways in which it manifests also that other queer people of color may um may also face homophobia and, and queer phobia in their own communities but in different ways and it's like if you've not um figured out how you're going to deal with that um it's like then they'll just be two of us experiencing you know homophobia from two different communities and also being traumatized i've made sure that like i've eradicated that so anybody who is around my family who is around my friends they will accept my partner they will embrace my partner not just tolerate i don't believe in tolerance at all um and there are people who will like you know um date black people and their families anti-black i don't mess with that at all i don't i'm so sorry i don't if your friends are anti-black um i don't these are things that you should know these are i i really do think that these are things you should know these are things that you should be um within like some some sense like aware of because when it comes to your queerness you will understand when it comes to um some of you not all some of you because some of you will be preaching trans rights till the till the you know till the wheels fall off but you'll be unaware that your friends are transphobic 
um again i can't mess with that i would not i would not um you know date a non-binary person and they're I have friends or, or family that would just not accept that, that would ridicule them, that would make them feel unsafe. I'm so sorry, I can't do that. Um, so yeah, that that's just how it goes, isn't it? Like it, that's just how it is. And I'm not I'm not gonna make anybody choose between me and their family. I, I'm not doing that. Um, it's either your family are bigots or they're not. And that's just that on that, you know? Um it just is what it is. I just know for a fact that my um siblings that I that I talk to, uh, my mom, um, some cousins, they'll they're cool. Like that's it. That they just know that listen, this is who it is. As long as you're happy, Sid, um, you know, we're happy. And that's all they care about. They trust my judgment, they trust that, you know, all of those things there. And that's great. Um, another dynamic I found annoying when dating as well actually no there's two there's two is when certain men um especially older men i'm like I, i'm gonna entertain you but like again I, I i you know i'm i'm bored in it so i'm just gonna entertain you but it's <laughs> i know it sounds bad like well who doesn't do it listen i'm bored i'm gonna entertain you um i see your bullshit I see your bullshit already and this is like no disrespect but this is why you're that age and single and this is why you're that age and pursuing people a lot younger than you. Um, it's like you will see somebody who's younger, who is black, and it's like I'm looking at your 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 track record. And the thing is with me, I'm very good at talking to people and getting them to tell on their, themselves. Like, I'm, I don't do it intentionally. It's just a conversation. It's like, I'm, I'm again I'm a very good judge of character so I would just pick up on all of the things that you're saying and it's like okay if you've dated um a lot of black men um and or you, you're dating a lot of these men that are younger than you and they either don't tend to be um financially comfortable um they don't you know they they may have to depend on you in some way shape or form yeah I don't like that especially I, I'm not taking the piss out of anyone's roles but it's like you have some people who may work at uh, in retail. They may um, work in low paid jobs. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, I well, there is something wrong with people not paying people enough to live and have a decent like life and not worry about anything financially. Um, but I think if you're in a very senior position and you're like you know in the top forty percent or, or or maybe whatever. Of, of taxpayers and you're using you're leveraging that for whatever it is and especially when you're stingy with your money and that's something all you can talk about i'm sorry i find it weird i do i really really do i it doesn't sit well with me i'm so sorry it doesn't um there's that i, I will look at your track record i'm so sorry congratulations you've told on yourself and if any of my friends or whatever are around you i'm gonna just tell on you too um and be like yeah that one mm, it gives me abusive vibes that's what it is it, it's, it's really giving abuser so yeah um the second thing that i don't like as well is when people look at me and think okay cool like you know um 
is is you know um the way his build his appearance is is a guy that can look after himself and this is somebody who's gonna keep me safe yes i am a protective person yes um you know these hands work yes my mouth works i will cost people the fuck out yes i will defend you um intellectually physically financially all of those sort of things there yes i am a very protective person um yes i do believe in keep, um, people keeping each other safe but that works both ways i need to be safe with you as well i need to know that if something goes down or, or like i previously mentioned you've got racist friends or um you know you've got people that are anti like anti-black um they may not like my politics or they might just be predatory um or just not nice people you have some people and they're just fuckeries they're always on crud they're always on bad fucking vibes and it's like i need you to like if i say i feel a certain way or i feel unsafe around this person I'm, I'm, I'm not even doing it out of like insecurity because i know that there's people who do that to be manipulative but if i'm saying i don't like how this person spoke to me therefore i want to assert a boundary or this person is anti-black and let me walk you through all the things that they did right and you're not listening you're not understanding and you're trying to um trivialize the way that i feel i'm not safe with you if you're one of those people who think oh my god like yeah i feel so safe with you know um with this guy and you know um i'm gonna be so flamboyant in public and all those kind of things there that's great but at the end of the day it's like i see certain men where it's like i'm going to express my queerness around you and if it invites a homophobic attack it's going to be like leave it leave it leave it i'm not a leave it leave it leave it guy if you call me some sort of names or whatever it is i'm going to deal with you where you stand because again birmingham is not safe birmingham is so unsafe like so unsafe to be queer it's unfucking believable so there's that element of things two two men cannot or, or women cannot walk down my road holding hands they can't there's so many areas the majority i would say nine out of ten areas you cannot walk down the street holding hands with your partner it's not going to happen it is not going to happen people are going to say something people are going to either try and get into a physical altercation with you and if you think i'm going to be the protector and i'm going to be the one fucking people up on my own i'm so sorry we're fucking them up together that's just how it's gonna have to be um and if you don't get that that's fine but don't don't come looking to me for, for for being some guard dog it really reminds me of like um when i was growing up um in handsworth and you'd get like um these white women that would make racist remarks or they would like display like serious misogynoir towards black women um and and like um miss juvenoir shout out to ara for that um, which was juvenile is the hatred of black children um and it's like you know they've moved mad and when it's time for you to face your consequences when it's time for you to be dealt with you've got this big bald um yellow eyed dark skinned black man who's just there barking barking at people when your partner is clearly wrong i don't like that i don't like those optics and i'm so sorry that's why i've that's why i think um when it comes to dating other people um that aren't black as a black person 
my criteria my standards are so high and i'm so sorry there's not many there's, there's not really anyone that meets that sorry um but now now people should know so if people are listening to this podcast and you are black um you you maybe should know uh these are the things that you need to do otherwise you're gonna look very mad and this is why there are some people i'm not against interracial dating at all i'm just against i'm against people um I'm against people who get into relationships out of self-hatred, fetishization, and also using black people as guard dogs. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't. I really, really don't. There's people, in it, you know, um, that you're, you're doing your thing, you're living your life, um, and that's it. And there's two people who genu genuinely just fall in love. But I, I don't, um, I, yeah, I, I tend to go, let me just summarise it as this. I go by um two things no two not sorry two not two things one thing um people in this life will love you for for two things it's either who you are or what you have and if somebody loves you for who you are that can't there's nothing there's nobody in this world that could like pull you away from that person nothing if it's what you have whether that is how you present, whether that is your money, whether that is um your looks, whether that is how big your dick is, it could be big breasts, ginger hair, um being tall, being short, big bum, um straight nose, nice lips, um, um no lips even, whatever the fuck it is you want to go for, hairy body, all of them things, right? Hair texture because people are colorists and featurists. I'm so sorry. If somebody is in love with you uh, for what you have, <laughs> best believe, baby, like somebody is going to come along and be better. Some Or, or um, there's going to come a point where you can't provide um, or sustain what that person fell in love with you for. And that's it. That's it that's just it and, and I, I don't know what more to, there is to say on that um so yeah that's how things have been with dating um oh also with this week as well um on sunday i went to uh mela which was it's like a south asian um festival that was held in birmingham and it was hosted by spotify and you know um i saw it on the um I saw it on Twitter, I saw it on the news and stuff, and I was like, you know what? Good for everybody. Like, this is really, really, really needed. So um, with the Mela Festival, it, they announced that they were going to be holding um, their first, like, queer space for um, South Asian um, queer people. And, you know, this is something that is it's very important for um, people of colour um throughout the uk to have their spaces and because i'm so sorry like pride I, I i'm always gonna bring it back to this pride is very 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 whitewashed now i saw it um i had no intention of going um the reason being it's just not my space i'd be taking up space there that is not intended for myself even though um i'm not gonna say like, I wouldn't feel welcome, but it's just, you know, when, if something says South Asian, that is literally who it is for, um, and I see things the same way if it is, you know, for black people, and if you've got 
a plus one and things like that. Like absolutely do what you need to do. Um, but for me personally, I just think let people have their things. Um, so yeah, I left it as that. But to my surprise, um, on Saturday, because it was on Saturday and Sunday, on um, the Saturday night, I got invited there and they were like, you know, come along because um, the numbers were really, 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 really like small. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I thought, I thought that it would be like um, packed. I thought that it would be, there'll be lots of people there. I saw um, one of the organisers from um, Pride in Birmingham um, endorse it. And they were like, no, um, that wasn't the case. And I was like, oh, damn okay well let me go and just do what I'm doing and um I've got some things to do on Sunday um I went to go and have like lunch slash coffee with my mum and um I went afterwards and he yeah they were right well he was right sorry um there wasn't really many people there and I got to speak like you know about the the politics around things and I was just like right okay 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 um, I didn't know that people felt too unsafe there and I didn't know that there was also um people like with the event itself they didn't want to advertise it and over um exaggerate that this is a space for queer people and that's why they announced that they're holding the queer space very very last minute um and it's quite sad really it it really opened up my eyes to a lot because I didn't know that um when it comes to like black queer people there would have been more of us despite the fact that there are less black people in Birmingham than um the South Asian community and that just further like opened my eyes up to how much um disenfranchisement is done um differently to queer people of colour but it's just like damn like I, I I don't know but again it's not my labor to take on it's not really like I'm not gonna overstep the mark and be like like speak up for people um or speak sorry not speak up for people speak for people um when they're capable of articulating that for themselves but it's just like really yeah um it it, it, it was a bit shocking to see that like not hardly anybody was there I got there at about five, six o'clock and literally it was just us two there. <laughs> um, it really, really was. Um, so yeah, that was a bit wild. Um, but it, it's, it's yeah, I, I, I don't really know. And it's it, also, it's a family friendly event. But the thing is like what people have to understand when um, people use the word family friendly, like queer people are also part of your family as well. And what we need to also understand is that when it comes down to events like um, the main pride, at, which is white pride, I would say, um, at, you're not our culture. I would say black people, uh, Asian people, Middle Eastern people, um, East Asian people like, you know, it's not our culture to be turning up in dog masks and jock straps and parading around half naked that's not our culture it's it's not i'm I, like let me just make it very clear that is not our culture do you have people of color who um like black people other people of color who who want to assimilate into that yes 
is that our culture as a whole? No. So, you know, it could have been anything. We would have been doing all of the things that straight people would normally do. Um, we're not like, we, we, we're not these hypersexual, um, demonic people that will just be fucking around and, 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 and um, pissing in the street and those. It's, no, it's, it's really not like that. It's really, really not like that. And a lot of you who look at queer people, um, you look at what white people are doing and what they're doing in, in their communities, for example. And and that's just what they've got going on over there, isn't it? I, I don't really know what to say. Um, but then we get the fucking blame for it. Like, we always get the fucking blame for things. Like, what people have to realise is when it comes down to homophobia, transphobia, queerphobia, all of them things there, it's like people, like people of colour will, like, they will, they will, they will watch a whole gay pride parade go ahead and they will save up, bottle up all that homophobia and hatred and spew it onto somebody who is from the same ba ethnic background as them. That's a reality. Like a black person is not going to call from from my culture is not gonna go around and call you a batty man. They're not gonna go around and calling you a faggot or a chichi man and uh, and fire fibonda. They're not gonna do that to you. They're gonna do it to me. That's the reality of things. But it's it's so mad to me that they go and look at what other people are doing because if you've been to Black Pride. If you've been to any QPLC events, you will see there is a complete contrast in culture. A complete contrast in culture. Complete one. Like, I saw some foolishness on the timeline. I don't know who decided to resurrect it. But at Pride in London, they were dancing to this stupid song called Padam Padam. And I'm just like, girl, bye. Like, they were all there, like, in their underwear, Everybody there is pale. Everybody there is black, like white or pale. I don't, again, yeah, t t you, you know what I'm talking about. You know when it's like everybody's skin tone is just on par. The majority of them look white or white adjacent. That's all I'm going to say. And they were doing this most rhythmless dance with fans in their hand. And I'm just like, one, the fans, you culture vultures. But anyway, two, like, you, <laughs> you, Pride in London, I've already batted you up on the last episode, right? But there are so, like, you've got Middle Eastern dance where they dance and do fucking rhythm. You've got the South Asian community. You've also, you've got, like, the East Asian community. You've got, like, African people. You've got, um, like, from all over Africa, South Africa. You've got Amapiano. You've, Amapiano? I hope I said that right. Afrobeats. You've got Dancehall, Calypso, Soca, where people actually master a craft and put on a frigging show where people can be like, people can be mesmerized by it. And you come up with Padam Padam. And it just goes back to what I said, like on that tweet. It's like people will, you lot do so much to make sure that we're not seen. Our culture doesn't is just not seen at all at these events. And I'm so sorry, like you took most of your clothes off, you put them on these stupid backpacks to do this rhythmless dance with no footwork. Like I've seen people with epilepsy and arthritis move more gracefully than what I just saw on that video. I'm so sorry. It it was disgust it was it was awful. It was awful. It looked like it stank. It looked like it stank. 
it looked like expired lube and poppers and 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 someone and and, and I don't know dusty douche water like nah it wasn't nasty I'm so sorry I I'm, I'm I don't know but carry on in it carry on carry the fuck on um but like I was saying if you look at the contrasting cultures they are just different they are they are just different like black people would have never done that you look at like DC pride when they were dancing in the street didn't look anything like that at all um but let people carry on in it let people carry on doing what they're doing um so yeah with the Mela thing um you know it did open my eyes up to like just how people are disenfranchised but it's like I know my stance previously was like you know very black orientated and that's that still is my focus but sometimes um sometimes I do think QPLC need to come together for a common objective I do and there are certain ways where one can lift up the other um and also you know support one another and those sort of things there because nobody is fucking backing us and it's so unfortunate that like there are people who um you know are meant to be the representatives of the of the black and brown queer communities and all you're doing is just like let me, I'm just going to say it. All you're doing is finding white partners and doing dinner and drinks in London. I'm so sorry. I am so, 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 so sorry. But from when your people cannot reach out to you, from when it's like, um, yeah, and I'm going to name fucking names because it's been, it's been like a couple months now. Like Jide McCauley, like, fam, what are you good for? Like, I, I'm so sorry. Like, if I'm reaching out for you as somebody who gets a lot of engagement, as somebody who is that token um whatever the fuck you are and it's like you know you're visible and somebody reaches out to you and you respond and then when people say okay look here's where your community needs you you're left on red so what the fuck are you good for i'm confused if you can't put me in touch with nobody if you can't help me out um i'm not asking for anything financially i'm not asking for you to do any sort of work i'm not asking for anything i'm really not it's really really not like that but it's like is there any, is there, like, how can we organise? What can we do? Like, but you've got all, when white people call you, you, you come. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, all you do is, I'm, it's, it's weird to me. It's so weird to me. Um, other people, people have said to me to go to, like, um, people at Brum Pride who are there for diversity and whatever, but you looking at you like i wouldn't i'm so sorry like nothing nothing about you screams diversity and a very a lot of you are very much giving vanity milan from drag race uk it's like oh we need black representation we need black we need this we need that and oh as a black queen no you just want to be a black queen among white people you just you just want to be the, the black representation among white people because where's the photos where's the go scrolling through your instagram it's like what about you screams diversity nothing absolutely nothing you're just saying it so i don't know if people if people are listening to this um do fucking better do better seriously like i already had one prick come um um send a screen recording to somebody who i wasn't talking about and be like, oh, I think this is about you. Listen, if it applies, it fucking applies. If you did it, you did it. If you didn't do it, you didn't do it. If you have a problem, come and chat to me. Don't, don't send your mutuals and whatever to do shit. 
Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck at this point. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm saying all of the things that need to be said because you, man, are not doing it. So there's that. Um, you know, blackity is there. Blackity it has been formed, right? We are getting things together. We're going to have the countrywide um meetups, the events where we just actually just like just be. We're gonna be doing our things. We're going to be doing something. Literally, because even though like um I'm part of Black Pride now, um, and I think my first meeting's tomorrow. But yeah. Um, but yeah, now that I'm part of the team, like I'm gonna do what I can do there. Like, and and there's a reason why I've gone for that role. But it's like, I'm so sorry. Like, what what are we meant to do? Just have like one day a year? And and don't get me wrong, like this is no shade to like like pride events or anything like that. But for black queer people, we've got we we deserve so 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 much more. We deserve so much more than, than like events that like, I don't know, happen every quarter in a small space. We're not even getting them every quarter. Urban Slag had said they're taking a break. Well, yeah, we're taking a break this summer. We might see them at Halloween. The last time they were there was at Pride, um, which was, I think, the end of May. Then there was um, February, I think, Winter Carnival. And then that's it, probably going to be in October. And then after that, like, yeah, what, three events a year? Like, what are we supposed to, like, no, again, I'm not, not like, diminishing anything they've done. What they've done is so important. But we deserve so much more. So much more. People, people like, need to feel that they're part of a community. And I'm going to be honest with you, we don't. We absolutely don't. We don't have it. We really, really don't have it. And uh, how am I gonna and we don't we don't have places for black people to congregate where it is safe. We haven't even voiced why we need these safe spaces. And it's like I'm I'm very, very, very like gonna be very arsy about having this space. I'm gonna be very anal about having this space because when we form spaces for black people, you always get somebody in there trying to fetishize the group. I've had, um, I, you know, Horn, um, Hornet have as an app. They've got like this um, separated from the dating side. They've got this thing called Queer Spaces. And I founded Black LGBTQ+. Um, and literally... It got to like 1,100 members. I turned my back for a minute. It got to 1,100 members. It's the largest, um, one of the largest groups on there. The majority of the, like, oh, no, 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 not the majority. Out of that 1,000, I would say 700 people were black, right? We had to remove, we had to remove 400 people from there. I had to make new admins and remove people. Shout out to Anu Blondie, um, the non-binary they, pronouns they, them. And they removed four, well, like, no, sorry, together we removed 400 people because it was like non-black people, more specifically, I'm not going to be like non-black people, more specifically white people just looking for BBC, white people looking for trans women, white people looking for um, 
uh, like white bisexual men or whatever saying to black women oh is there any lesbians in here is there any bi women that can show me your breasts get the fuck get if you don't get the like i don't like i don't know what more there is to say and this is the shit that i have to deal with this is the shit that sits on my mind this is the stuff that like exhausts me it's like i have to like constantly log in and remove people remove messages like these this is how our spaces become unsafe we're literally there talking about the weather we could be talking about um family dynamics because a lot of people there are from america there's some people in the caribbean there's some people directly from the continent some people in other parts of europe we're just talking about life we could be talking about food we could be talking about if we have pets plants video games you name it and somebody's like any black dick any black pussy any black trans people fuck off go away it's not it like you you it's it's like imagine and i it's, it's sexual harassment it is it is it is like racially motivated sexual harassment in our community is a thing it really is imagine you're at work or imagine you're at the cinema imagine you are at a social function and whatever it is and somebody just coming there and asking to see your genitals asking um very sexual information about you in front of a massive audience that's how you look and i'm so sorry but many of you are friends with these people many of you queer people of color as well you bring these people around like stop it stop it i ain't got like, like i said some people think oh you you hate white queer people you hate i don't i really don't because the white queer people i'm around the white queer people who know me the the, the non-black queer people the any listen anybody who knows me knows like I fuck with anybody, but there's some things like that's very consistent. There's there's ways in which I navigate the world which I'm not gonna be silent about. I will not be silent about it. I won't do it. I won't shut up about it. I'm sorry. I won't. So yeah, there's just that. Um. So yeah, I've spoken for a while on that. Jeez, it's been forty bloody minutes. Damn. Um, forty six to be precise. But yeah, <laughs> so moving on from that, um, the rest of my week, um, yeah, I'm still going back and forth with the council still. Um, I've spoken to my MP who's meant to get back to me and hasn't. Spoken with the councillor who's meant to get back to me and hasn't. Um, I've got a complaint going on with the council which I've asked to be escalated to their CEO. They've not got back to me. Birmingham Mail not got back to me. So it's like now I've got admin to do maybe on the weekend or whenever their listen their plan is just to burn me out their plan is to like hope that i get exhausted or whatever and leave things alone i'm not going to leave it alone I'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it i still need to um phone uh my home insurance i've got hiccups why have i got hiccups yeah i still need to phone my home insurance and um speak to them because what's happening is i don't want for anybody i'm gonna see if the legal team will deal with it i'm gonna see if i can like i don't know if they can take the courts to whatever it is they've got to do um 
sorry, take the people to court and do what they've got to do. Um, I'm also going to be claiming personal injury as well because um, it's had a massive toll on my mental health. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very transparent with people. It's had a massive toll on my mental health. You've brought in these low-life trash into the area. Um, you've got these dodgy landlords who throw the, the alleyway now is about probably about seven foot high piled high with rubbish i'm not what do you want one person to do how do you expect one person to move all that stuff like what do you want me to do in a cost of living crisis you think i'm gonna fork out that money i've even called the police said yeah well there's nothing we can do okay cool i've told the council nothing we can do so let me just go and say by your logic by you man's logic here i can hire a truck put all the rubbish from the alleyway onto the truck drive that truck onto somebody else's property or alleyway or private property dump all of it and just skedaddle and the police can't do anything and the council can't do anything and the mps can't do anything the councillors can't do anything the the labor government the conservative government can't do anything so fly tipping is what i'm confused but then when it comes to rich people's property right when it comes to privately owned um shared access ways in affluent areas you've got the birmingham city council signs that will say no fly tipping ten thousand pound fine okay i hear you all right cool so uh <laughs> birmingham city council just fuck you like seriously fuck you and i really hope whoever you are who is engaging in polite sex at 8 p.m to save your dead fucking marriage right um i hope your life falls apart i really really do i hope all your um shampoo your washing up liquid your eye drops your lubricant your femme fresh um even the inside of your condoms have scotch bonnet juice in it and just fuck up your life for the for, for an eternity for a whole fucking eternity that's what i want that's what i want for you i really do i really really do just fuck you and and i'm also gonna go and get into um <laughs> i'm just gonna get into how evil this council is i'm telling you you see this this i i you see i'm the council and i it's like sub-zero and um scorpion i'm your mortal enemy i am your mortal enemy and if something happens to me let's just say i don't know one day i'm just no longer alive on this earth it will be me crashing your servers i don't care i will appear in the spirit of ai and 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 leak all your data fuck up your printers um blackouts in the office um <laughs> i'm gonna fuck with you i'm really gonna fuck with you i swear to god i swear to god i'm gonna fuck with you because you are evil you are so evil it's unbelievable and i'm gonna get into um what happened with the 2040 um um pl future plan for birmingham right and i 
I want some people to like really acknowledge this, like really acknowledge why I have this podcast, why I have it. It's like, if you have somebody who's being abused and if you have somebody who's being violated, right? There are some people who don't have the resources, don't have the infrastructure and are so disenfranchised to the point where they cannot collectively speak out against the abuse that is happening to them and to that what the abuser is doing is visible, right? And sorry, London listeners, I'm going to shade you again because it's like... We see, we saw what happened with Brixton um, and the Texas, um, them people, the Texas company or the people that move from Texas and want to build a fucking tower and gentrify your ends. Like, as, as, as black people around the country, we see those things. And it's like, we're all against it. And we will sign, we will petition, we will do whatever it is. Like, we will make up noise, whatever we need to, 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 to do and to be. Um... But when it's the other way around, it's like, yeah, mm, yeah, oh, well, um, isn't everybody mixed race in Birmingham? I didn't know Birmingham had black people. And I'm just like, fuck off, man. Fuck off. Like, just fuck the fuck off. Seriously. Like, what, 20, 27% of black people in the UK live in Birmingham? The second largest population of black people outside of London? Are you for fucking real? Are you for fucking real? Like this London centric mentality just pisses me off. And this is why people are allowed to get away with things. This is why the police are like, when there are police brutality cases, um, they're allowed to get away with it. When there are sex scandals, people can get, because nobody's, nobody gives a fuck as to what's happening over here. And like, to all the people that are like getting platforms and whatever, this is why I'm so sorry. Like, I will never have a platform. I'm not, I'm too dangerous to have a platform. I'm telling you that now. I'm way too dangerous to have a platform. Way too fucking dangerous because I will lift up all the things that people don't want to talk about. So um, with the gentrification thing, Ladywood um, is an area in Birmingham and Ladywood is basically, they, they are getting rid of the residents. They are knocking down the flats. They're knocking, they're bulldozing everything um there's going to be compulsory purchase orders and it's like here's the thing with the compulsory purchase orders so compulsory purchase orders can happen um if your lease runs out so if you're a leaseholder or if you are so some and sometimes with some of the lease plans the way that the leases are drawn up you can just be moved out of there even if you've bought your flat you're, you're, you're well the lease says we can do this you gotta go bye see ya um, if it's freehold, because all land in the UK belongs to the crown, um, they can just move you off it. And that's why they had like with HS2, one of the reasons why HS2 is taking so long is because um, land has been purchased, land has been like um, moved from people and, you know, there's legal debate saying you can't build here, you can't do this, you can't do that. But eventually if they want to move you, they'll move you. And we need people to make up noise because the pe you're, you're literally you're saying it's not gentrification, but it's gentrification because the people where the fuck are they gonna go? Where are they gonna go? It's not like London where you can move to another borough or whatever it is. Like 
you, we don't have the travel infrastructure to the for the places where you want to move these people. If you want to move somebody from Ladywood and you want to send them to an area like Quinton, which is in, in another, and the, the way the boroughs work is different. So you're going to move them somewhere like Sandwell. You're going to move them to areas like Dudley, which is another city, Wolverhampton, Warsaw, um, uh, Oldbury. You want to move them there. When they've lived, black people have lived there for decades. Like that, that's a Windrush area, yo. That's that's a like. There's places where people settled during the Windrush. You've got Handsworth, Aston, Lozells, Neitchells, Newtown, um, Handsworth Wood, Smethwick, um, oh, where else? Ladywood, as I've already mentioned, Perry Bar, Great Bar. Um, uh, did I mention Neitchells already? Neitchells, Neitchells Green, Washwood Heath, Borsal Heath. Um, Oh my God, Small Heath, uh, Allen Rock, Saltley, uh, Kitts Green. I, I get, forgive me if I've not mentioned all the areas. But I'm, uh, Winston, Winston Green, another one. Winston Green, where Benefit Street was, right? You're moving all the people out of there. Um, you, you, huh? Like late people have been in Ladywood for a very long time, and you've deprived these areas. You've, you've, um not giving them access to proper transport not giving them access to like education um you know and because ladywood was like like really 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 run down so run down they weren't even fixing the roads run down they weren't even fixing lights so run down they weren't even like painting um railings and, and stuff where people had to go and live so run down you had large plots of land with grass that just sitting there um, you know, people would just dump their rubbish there and whatever, and people had to look at that. So fucking run down, you wouldn't even collect their bins after they after they pay their council tax. You're not collecting their bins, and now you want to move them off there, and you want to do this whole um, development. You're not doing it for the people of Ladywood. You're doing it for yourselves. You're doing it because. The HS2 project that is going to be taking people um, from Birmingham to London in 45 minutes, right? You want people that can't afford houses in London, right? Because now a house in London, a three-bedroom house is like 700k, um, a million, three million. It's ridiculous. If you've not got a million, you're not having a house. That's it, unfortunately. Wages, piss poor. Wages are fucking low. Wages are shit right now like you're you're lucky to be on 40k you're lucky to be on 40k how's anyone gonna on 40k gonna afford a million pound house right so their solution is you can commute to london um and because you can't afford to buy in london what we'll do is we will um divide up birmingham so they've got central central south central north central east central west um I change the names of the areas. Um, and yeah, that's where people are now going to buy their houses, buy their flats. Uh, it will be easier for them to do it because they're on the London salary. And that's it. You ain't doing shit for the people of Ladywood. You're not doing it for the people of Ladywood. You really aren't. And that's why I say you're evil. And 
to all you lot that like get on to me for when I flog London sometimes and you're like well London makes oh um one fifth of the UK's um economy and shut the fuck up like shut up we we pay so much tax and this this little borough here pays more tax than Birmingham can but no you don't and let me tell you why because any like a lot of people especially when it comes to international trade when it comes to accountancy all of those sort of things there a registered office right if you go onto company's house many people register their offices in london right they register their office in london so if, if your hmrc is sending you your tax bill and your tax bill is in london and then it gets redirected to your accountant who is in london or might be in birmingham it will you will appear as a, as a business um that is registered in london and paying tax so don't gas yourselves my g don't do it don't do it don't and unfortunately like again everything is so skewed I can't do, I'm not going to do the research on it, but it's just what I know. That's what I do for a living. Like, I work in finance. We will see these things all the time where it's like, okay, cool. Where do you, where do you operate from, Wolverhampton? Okay, you you go and look and their, their, um, their trading address and their registered address are two different places. Don't, don't try me. Don't. I have all day. Don't do it. So yeah, um, rather than this dusty UK have like international cities, you want to put all the opportunities, you want to go and put all the spotlight in London and now you man are victims of your own success and now your fucking problems are becoming our problems. So rather than, I don't know, um, uh, a tech firm or AI firm or, or um, whatever industry is coming to the uk or being founded in the uk it has to be done in london why why can't we have like international cities you see like there's um there's in germany there's berlin there's frankfurt there's um cologne we know those those areas you've got italy you've got rome you've got naples you've got sicily again what the hell's going on there um let me just think again um spain you've got barcelona you've got madrid you've got malaraca you've got uh Mar is it marbella you've got those kinds of things there if if when you ask people about the uk they just know london that's fucking embarrassing you lot should be embarrassed you should be fucking embarrassed and i'm so sorry if if you want to do up oh my god we're the best oh my god london oh my god everything should be in london london's the best place to be everyone's gonna flock there everyone's gonna move there that's why i'm so sorry many of you that like to talk you need to understand that there are people all over the world who unfortunately are smarter than you smarter than me even that there, there are people that listen there's always somebody who can out there somebody and if you're attracting as the only international city in this country, if you're attracting people from America now who are like, hey, I work in tech. Hey, I work in um, finance. Hey, I work in the automotives. Hey, I work in um, PR and and all those kind of things. There, I'm a scientist. I'm an author. I'm a historian. People will come here. That's it. And they'll be paid the money to do the best. And they, And I'm so sorry. They will afford your house. That's why all you lot have to move out the end. That's why you lot have to still live with your parents. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Don't even let me insult your mental illness where like you're now calling Reading um, West London. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Croydon never used to be called London before. All you lot are getting moved out there, and soon Milton Keynes will be will be North London. Piss off, man. I'm getting on my blood clot nerves. Um. So yeah, there's that. But I just think I'm so sorry. I don't like the way that our problems are now becoming your problems. Like, why is why is inner city Birmingham now being done up so that Londoners can afford? a house to live and commute to London. Are you taking the piss? Like, I'm so sorry. People, people should know about Leicester. People should know about Birmingham. People should know about Manchester, Leeds, um, Edinburgh, uh, Manchester, Liverpool. Um, what's the other places? Bristol, like Nottingham. Those, those are big cities, big, big cities, right? Don't even get me started about how London and Manchester are the only relatively safe cities for queer people. Like, and when I say safe, I, I'm I'm saying in comparison to anywhere else, trust and believe is safe. Like, I, I I would love to have the level of safety that you man have. I'm telling you now, I would love it. Not to say that shit don't happen over there, but we'd love to have it. Um, so there's that. So, um, yeah, so like, you know, another thing that they want to do is they want to like get rid of everything for Nietzsche's. Like, I I'm really shocked about that. Really, really shocked at how they want to get rid of Nietzsche's and Newtown and demolish it and, and move the people out of there. That's, that's so fuckeries, so fucked up. And, um, Hockley flyover as well. They want to demolish Hockley Flyover. Like, that's one of the few places, um, few roundabouts in Birmingham that doesn't have any traffic because it has a flyover going over the roundabout. So, you know, if people, like, when you're driving at a roundabout, um, you can either turn left, you can turn right, or you can go straight over. But if you're, if you're coming from the main road, you can just go over the roundabout. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why it just saves a lot of time. And you will never see traffic there. For all the years I've lived in Birmingham, there's only been traffic if there's been a crash or um, there was one time when there was a, like a, a, a pipe burst. There was that time when they found a World War II bomb and that gridlocked everything, but that was just traffic everywhere. And surprise, surprise, there was, you know, the traffic was in, um, was it Hockley Flyover, but you want to demolish that. And what I find interesting as well is um with ladywood because ladywood um the highest minority group there are black people so i've noticed i've noticed how people especially like people of color black people right and other people of color have been very happy to go and sell black people out first like i i, I love that for you lot go 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 ahead well done well fucking done well done you know and it goes back to what I said, how um, racism in, in, in this Birmingham is not observed because there's been many um, conservative um, Labour MPs and councillors. Um, and Labour's meant to be our left-wing government, you know? And you've, you've um, blocked a lot of black businesses um, from holding licences and you've referred, um, you know, the crowds that they may attract. You've, you've, you've basically likened them to animals in your language and then denied your anti-blackness. And I'm talking about you, Wasim from Lozells. Yes, you, you big prick. Um, you, you, you mash mouth pussy old cunt. That's what you, nah, see you. 
and he wanted to do this whole, he wanted to keep it all like under wraps and whatever, listen, my name is not Desmond Jadu, I'm not Desmond, like Desmond Jadu, for those of you who don't know, um, he's from the Caribbean, I think he's mixed, like he's mixed with black and Asian, and um, hence the name, last name Jadu, but that's common in the Caribbean, for those of you who know, you, you, girls, you get it, get it, but you was just doing up the whole performance and doing like you know anti-blackness whatever you, you should have batted him up on fucking site that's what should have happened i don't know how you're a spokesperson like you're weird anyway can't give energy to you but yeah let me let me move on um so yeah on a lighter note my couch to 5k um <laughs> it's been going all right couch to 5k um i have been struggling with it i can't lie with the exhaustion the burnout i think yeah i've been struggling with it i got to um the part where i told you last time you run for eight minutes twice smash that fine but now when you have to run for 20 minutes straight i don't like why can't you give me intervals like why can't you just give me why couldn't you let me do 10 10 why couldn't you just let me do like i don't know um 10 10 and then build me up to like 15 minutes you know but I'm getting to 12 minutes and I'm, I'm struggling. So I don't know. I might have to like park the app for a bit and probably just do a 15 minute run and try that. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do my own variations. I'm not too sure, but I am struggling with it. Can't lie. Um. So yeah, I, I can't do that. Uh, moving on to my plants now. So my plants, um, doing great. My very, well, doing no none of them have died which is good um i bought two um parlor palms parlor palms yeah palms yeah but the, anyway you know the, the small ones that you get in ikea they used to be two pound but now they've gone up to three pound fifty thanks inflation um and yeah you probably know i buy them quite frequently because they always fucking die um i don't know how to not get my plants those specific plants just like what do you need what do you want do you want more water do you need more sunlight what do you need and they just keep dying <laughs> um they really do like i can repot them i can pray to them no don't pray to them that's mad um i can talk to them i can beg them they'll just die in a few months and i don't know what to do um i can miss them i don't know what these what these palo palms want i don't know I really don't know. I I don't know what to do. Um, I might I, I don't I don't know. I might have to invest in a humidity meter. Um, the temperature seems fine. It, they just they just like dying on me. I don't know. They just like dying. I don't know what to do. I really don't know. Uh, my variegated monstera. That one. Um, for some reason. Um. The second, so the last leaf that came through had hardly any variegation on it, and I'm just like, why? Because the lighting hasn't changed. You've been you've been getting a lot of sunlight. Why would you do this to me? Um, another leaf is coming through after the leaf that has no variegation. So I need to see what happens with that, because that's scary. Um, if it loses variegation, what I'm gonna have to do is cut that plant. Um propagate that and let's see how that one goes but i don't know what's going on i don't know and I'm, I'm scared so we'll see what happens um 
we'll just have to see what happens but either way there's enough leaves on there where if i wanted to propagate another variegated monstera i could do that and it will probably most likely keep it variegation because those leaves that are there are quite heavily variegated so we'll see what happens i've also had a moonshine snake plant um in the winter um i think it got too cold but snake plants are meant to be impossible to kill like i have i have three no one second i've got four snake plants so i've got one um they call it an african snake plant i don't know why i don't know why they do that but it's one of the dark it's one of the dark ones um i've also got a lighter one i've got one that is like a looks like a watermelon rind like a dark watermelon rind and i have one that is like the moonshine one that's my favorite one and it's like a greeny gray color but it also looks like velvet and the um the outside tip of the um the moonshine one is like got a, like a greeny um texture to it like a, like a, like a green outline to it um so the one my moonshine one for some reason it just it it literally just melted like a cucumber so i managed to save the top of one of them um and i cut it um like in a triangular shape and i've like dipped that in some water to like save half of the plant and um it's managed to root and catch on so i'm just gonna still leave it in the water until pops start to grow so yeah snake plants when you leave it they grow pops and then you can just pull them off with the roots and then put it in some water and then you've got your own um you've got a new snake plant so that's doing very well um i've also had an alocasia there's one alocasia that i've had that's just not died on me and that's been with me through thick and thin and some bulbs have now grown and um now i have about an extra three or four alocasia bulbs plants now which is great uh, anything else with my plants no that's it so people doing great in um in queer history not history sorry just in life um i don't know if i shouted her out already but it was triple swag and triple swag um she's from trinidad and um she's queer and yeah she's doing trinidad dance also um if you want to find her on instagram her at is triple um underscore swag with like three g's and she's like doing brilliant in the trinidad dance hall scene she's killing it she got like one million likes just on one post like her first like post and i'm like bloody hell you are killing it and that that is the kind of music i want to see at carnival and i just i i really 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 just love how um the people around her are just embracing her and she i, I saw her get up onto a stage as well and the crowd was going wild but there were other people who were just like mm. you know their mouth was pushed up but your mouth is just gonna have to be pushed up you're either gonna have to get with the times or you're gonna die with the rest of the dinosaurs what can i say but shout out to triple swag um you're doing all of the things and i really really hope you go far i really really hope um you know you prosper and do all of the things and i'm, I'm also looking at other black queer artists who are um engaging in your content and you know who knows maybe there'll be a collab um but i really really love this for you i really do really really do <sighs> what else so next up we have um black pride so 
I mentioned them previously, also about why the spaces and things are needed. Um, and um, um, we were meant to be, um, well, so we we're meant to be celebrating Black Pride on the 20th of August, but it's had to be moved to the 19th. And the reason why is because um, last minute, um, football, you know, I'm not a football fan. I don't like football. Sorry. I don't, and I don't like people who like, like, I just don't like football. I'm so I'm just gonna say it with my chest. I don't like football. I don't like the culture. I don't like the sport. It's just not nah. It's just not for me. Um, mm, it isn't. It's really, I think it's something that needs to be defunded. I'm so sorry. Um, it's full of like rapists. I'm so sorry. They're there. It's full of racists. It's full of people who domestically abuse women. It's full of misogynists. It's full of racism um homophobia like football is just i'm so sorry it's just got so much in there where pe there's just like everything that is wrong with society is in football <laughs> i'm so sorry it's so prevalent it's so fucking prevalent it's wild like imagine saying don't throw bananas at people and it's a problem imagine like your your team losing and like whenever england loses domestic violence rate goes up that is mad that's very mad imagine your women's team bringing home the cup and not getting the recognition they deserve mad very mad um, I can't remember which football player it was, but there was one of them and they, on the women's teams and she's black. Um, and they even asked her to strip. They asked her to strip to like, to prove that she wasn't a man. Like, this is the kind of madness, like, I'm confused and like, uh huh? What? No, football's not it. But anyway... They um they've decided to put a football match on. So um Black Pride is going to be held in Queen Elizabeth's Park, which is like the um the Olympic Stadium that we had in twenty twelve. It's got a park there. It's going to be held at that park. Um. And yeah, it's like okay, they decided. Well, it's a great idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're now going to move a football match to be there on the same day. Now, here's the thing, right? When you are queer and when you are black, you are always, not black, sorry, queer and just a queer person of colour, right? You are always having to anticipate how your people are going to harm you, right? So the date has had to be moved to the 19th. And I agree. I I, I, I agree with them moving, the, moving it to that day. I do. I do. With, with Black Pride being a free event, with um even though they have stewards but it's not like police and well police have no business being there anyway um it's not like one of those events where if something were to happen if football fans and whatever were to clash it would just fuck up the whole day like we don't know who's gonna get attacked we don't we don't know how we will be harmed we don't know to what extent we will be harmed so the safest thing for us to do is to move the date. And shout out to people like Dawn Butler, who um, 
you know, even though it's a retweet, but it means, it means a lot. It really, really does. It means a lot to see people who um, see us and in some way do what you can do. Like, even though like, oh, it's just a retweet. It's, no, it's not just a retweet. It's, it's, it's co-signing. And when you retweet things, um, when you share things, and amplify and, and, and co-sign a message sometimes especially what that message is it means a lot it does it really really does so yeah there's that um yeah good on good on um dawn butler like thank you for that and and shout out to lady phil as well for like making that decision because um yeah it's one of them ones there um it, it's quite mad and i think um yeah one of the things that <laughs> off topic one of the things that inspired me to do this podcast as well um when it frustrated me and it was around the time of the world cup as well was when joe lysett um shredded 5k and uh, it's weird to me because like you shredded 5k in solidarity with LGBT rights in Qatar and whatever, and you wanted, I don't know what the fuck you wanted people to do. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, if you were in solidarity, the, you just wouldn't have, I'm so sorry. The footballers just would never have held the event there. That's it. You would never, you, you know, you just never would have done it. You wouldn't have covered it. You wouldn't have watched it. You wouldn't have like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't see anyone shredding 5k today yeah um even though like apparently it was a stunt but I, again i don't see anyone doing the stunts i don't see anyone um shredding any money i don't see any um like i don't I, it's mm, it's mad i just don't see any like prominent figures speaking out I don't, and this is why some of like you ashy makeup gay influencers, um, or you actors and actresses and like TikTokers, you could never have chat for me. We're not size. We're not size. Me and you are not size. We're not. We're two. We're two different people. Cause you're the type of people that be like, well, oh, I don't see why we need a black bride. Shut up, man. Shut up so sorry like shut up like just shut all the way the fuck up and i bet i'll see you there with um you know you'll be the only black person there among your group of friends and just looking down on everybody like oh yeah like look at me look at me bye bye just bye um but yeah people only hop on bandwagons when it's popular and it's just weird um so yeah I, I I I don't really know what more there is to say about that. I was gonna do a bit of a rant. I was gonna um be shady, but I just thought I can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered. Like if if black people have to move, if black queer people and other queer people of colour have to move for that Black Pride event, um clearly football's the problem. It is. It really is. And um, this is going to sound controversial. <laughs> As some people may not like this, but I don't give a fuck. 
Uh, racism in football and racism that happens to the football players is not my business. It never will be my business. And I'll tell you why. Um, you see, when it comes to industries where um, people face racism and when people really want to strike, when people really decide, you know what, we're going to show you, Pepper. We're going to actually fuck up your pockets. Like, the black men in there aren't willing to do that. The gay men in there are not willing to do that. They're not at all. And and there's a reason why I'm saying this. Because when it comes to the women's football, it's a bit... Again, I don't, there's not enough of a spotlight in there. So I'm going to just watch my mouth, right? But we know that there's queer football players on there and they're thriving. Cool. Great. Love that. Um, but when it comes to the men's one, people are very happy to assimilate. They're very happy to assimilate. They're very happy to put out these stupid, like meaningless messages and nah i'm so sorry it's not enough it's not good enough like if you were to say oh i was called a monkey oh uh, uh, oh okay well i'm not playing or i'm a score an own goal until you stop the racism people would stop i'm gonna make sure the team gets relegated they would stop I'm going to fuck up your pocket. When you fuck up people's pockets, they will stop. They need you more than you need them. Trust and believe. They do. They really, really do. And even if they don't, what, like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand black people, like black men specifically in this country and their sense of belonging in football. It's weird to me. It's so weird to me. You spend all this money on FIFA, on football shirts, on tickets, on 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 Sky Sports, on 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 BT Sport. All them fucking foolish as you do. You follow them. You buy their merchandise. You buy their balls. You buy their this. You buy the trainers. You buy. You're 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 literally funding your own demise. You really are. None of you are rocking the boat like that. So I'm so sorry, like, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Like, I I, I, I don't care. I'm so sorry. When it comes to racism in football, um, when it comes to um, homophobia in football, I'm so sorry. I don't care. I don't. I really don't. Because no one's, nobody is doing what needs to be done. Nobody is affecting pockets nobody is fucking up pockets and this is what i say like and why, why i made the comparison to the women and if you want to call me a simp call me a simp but when these men are accused of um sexual assault and those kind of things there like people are making sure it is long for them to play another game when it came to the um kurt zuma kicking a cat people made sure that pockets will be affected they made damn well sure, damn well sure that pockets would be affected, you know? But when it comes down to racism, when it comes down to homophobia, it's a stupid little message of stop it, it's bad. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, it's as useful as a chocolate teapot. It really is. It's as useful as them plastic lids that we used to get on McFlurries. It really is. So I just don't know for you, man, but I don't feel... 
uh, my sympathy for um, racism in football is very capped and, and, and I'm willing to stand on that. But speaking of football and people moving mad, um, the BBC asked the Moroccan, um, during the, the, the World Cup, asked the women's Moroccan team and said, oh, um, you know, don't quote me on this, something along the lines of you know um being queer is illegal in morocco do you have any queer football players and i need i need people to understand like you lot in the like in the west you lot that don't give a fuck about queer people of color why are you always trying to get us killed why like, I, 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 I need people to understand, like, why, like, are you trying to get people killed? It's not making any sense, because if you know it's illegal, and if they were to go and say, mm, yeah, maybe we have one or two, what do you think is going to happen when they get home? Who do you think, what, what do you think they're going to be looking for? Who do you think, what do you think is going to happen when they find them? Why would you ask that question? Why would you do that? how wicked and evil that is but i bet if it was a man now yeah if it was a gay man they'd understand they they, they really would have thought out that question quickly very quickly mad to me it's 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 very mad to me and i'm not um i i, I just think i i was swung by that question i really was like you did all of this performing during the the men's world cup now, when it comes to the Women's World Cup and, and queer rights, like you, you, everybody's all of a sudden um, got memory loss or everybody all of a sudden doesn't, doesn't know sense. They're just Tom Bafani. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, again, that sport, I'm so sorry. That sport right there, that sport right there. How come it's never, how come people are never moving mad when it comes to, um, when it comes to um, sprinting? Why is it ever this mad at tennis? Why is it never tennis? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't like the culture of football. I will never like the culture of football. And that's just how it's going to be. Okay? Good. Moving on um, to fucking idiots in the week. Um, there was a guy, I'm not going to mention his name. And he went to, um, he's like a little... Andrew Tate wannabe and he was just doing a little um you know he subscribed to Twitter blue as you do and he was talking about oh black women are undesirable um and he went on to call them masculine he went on to like call them like over sexual all those kind of things there um and yeah I was like oh don't get angry with me I'm not gonna steal your chicken all that stuff like you know really really like really racially charged stuff bearing in mind this man is not black um so that was that um I, I normally i'd cuss him out but i just no i'm gonna block because i'm aware of the twitter um blue um like revenue thing so it's like if you do anything um and it gets you get more than five million engagement per month and i think mine is that so like i've subscribed this month let me just see how i do in it let me try and get a check but yeah from ad revenue you get paid 
and people go into your profile they see ads you get paid for it so now people are doing all sorts of controversial stuff and what people need to understand is that black outrage is so profitable it is profitable i'm telling you and that's why the best thing i could do was block because you're talking about you know black women undesirable this but your dad's dead yeah i went there your dad is dead um your dad didn't raise you so andrew tate did and your dad didn't do a very good job while he was alive because you're a little bitch I said it, yes, yes, I did, yes, so, I don't know, my guy, um, you can, I don't know what it is you want to be, what it is you want to do, but there is no way in hell you're making money out of me, and I find it very interesting that you know, there's people I fuck with, there's non-black people I genuinely fuck with, and you all know who you are, you, you message me, um, when you listen to the podcast, and I, I appreciate all of you down, I really do, um, and there's people who, like, you know what, I can actually speak to you, and you can speak to me, and it's like, people just do what needs to be done, in it, like, they just do, but it's just very interesting, the amount of silence, it's just interesting the amount of silence from like a lot of other people um that was interesting but the best thing you can do is block block um i'll screenshot your page i'm gonna block you i'm not quote tweeting you know i ain't doing that not with how many people engage with me every single month i get like at minimum two million engagements a month minimum i'm not giving you one of them no you're getting blocked black outrage is profitable um attacking minorities is profitable when you have now these far-right activists who want to preach islamophobia and those kind of things there when you react to them when you do all of that stuff and they're subscribed to twitter blue their engagement goes up they you know um that's what it is when people are are um like you know attacking women uh, um, this is also what's pissing me off lately as well when people bring up trans people bring up trans people for clout they bring up trans people for clout all the fucking time on both sides both sides you both want the clout they do it every single time and it's always um it's always like you know I see uh, it was to do with like Jess Hilarious. I'm not even going to get into that. I, I really don't care. It's, it's already a big enough, widely spoken about topic. So it, it doesn't need, uh, you don't need me amplifying that. I'm so sorry. But um, when it comes down to it, um, even like down to the UK as well, the UK, they'll say, oh, um, we never had this problem 20 years ago. Wait, huh? trans people have been in legislation for more than 30 years they have we have a gender recognition at 2004 that recognizes trans people and trans people have been um changing their um sex or gender on their birth certificates on their uh or the, what, not birth certificate is it naturalization certificate 
something like that. But they've been having their gender recognition certificates. They've been able to change their sex on their passports, also on their driver's licenses as well, right? This has always been there. When it comes to stating factual things about, um, like, to to break stigma around trans people, they're not doing it. Instead, you want to go back and forth. Instead, you want these witty responses that um, are replicated in Canada and America that have nothing to do with trans people here. And you're doing this all for clout. These are easy groups to attack. Black people, queer people, Muslim people, um, women, queer people. Very easy, easy groups to attack. And people feed into it all the time. And this is why when Azealia Banks um, went on that rant um, back in 2020 saying that our outrage is profitable, I didn't truly get it. I never understood it. But she was ranting on about Silicon Valley and all these things. And I, I was like, so sometimes Azealia Banks gets too deep. And let me just say, there's times when she goes on rant and we just don't have the fucking range. Yeah, we don't have the range. But I get it now. I get it because watching George Floyd get murdered for those nine minutes and 40 something seconds, I believe, like you're watching a video for that long, right? It's on someone's page. Everybody's interacting with it, viewing it. The engagement goes up. So when they want to sell something else, when they want to promote something else, right? The algorithm has put you on their page. That's what's happened. There's a reason why. But I'm not being horrible. And, and this is what Azealia Banks said. There's a reason why we don't see white journalists being slaughtered. There's a reason why when white people are harmed and blown to bits, in, in whatever war, whatever it is, we don't see that. There's a reason why we see Palestinians being killed and not Israelis. There's a reason for that. Because if the people who are not disenfranchised enough will know, you will not make money from me. You won't do it. Not going to happen. You won't. Mm -mm. When it's when it's marginalized groups, it's profitable because one marginalized people. I'm so sorry, we're not on code. We're not. We're really, really not. Maybe the gay community, to some extent, when they want to protect a predator, um, that's when people get on code. But to the rest of things, no, no, not really. And people are saying women should be submissive. Women should only limit themselves to two periods a year. And everybody's there like engaging with that idiot. Okay. Go and do that. That person's engagement goes up. People will see that and sponsor them. Adverts will automatically appear on their page tailored specifically for you. It's mad, isn't it? Do you, do you see the madness? So yeah, there's that. Um, so I'm so sorry. Don't make, don't don't give people your money. Don't give people your like. Don't do it. Just block the part. Just block, block, please block. Mute their acts if you have to. Do whatever you have to do. Don't engage with them. Don't do it. If somebody is attacking you, attacking your identity, and it's from a very stupid, very wayward 
entry level um like standpoint just block report block report and block and the thing is i i i there's a reason why um i wasn't so um passionate about reporting is because like elon musk has already said free speech in it if he's gonna protect people like lawrence fox who say nigger and he can have his account back fam somebody who's saying i'm not gonna steal your chicken is not gonna be deemed racist i'm so sorry they ain't gonna do nothing about that nothing they're gonna do nothing about that so he's there for one purpose once you get to a certain platform it's like um there's one guy uh, mario narwhal um he runs the news and he's also got a couple co-hosts who say anti-black things who say homophobic things who say transphobic things who say anti-semitic things all of the things that they want to go and say but because they have that blue tick because they elon um follows them or they're in, like cahoots with people he follows and whatever they can say whatever they want they can put out whatever misinformation they want to upset people and it's making them money so just block don't engage don't share it don't comment on it don't view it just move on that's it that's that's it it's that simple so let's get into the meat and bones of um <clears throat> this because as you know i've been calling out this bullshit for a very long time and i don't know how many episodes i'm gonna have to do until people see that there's a recurring theme here so kevin spacey has recently been um found not guilty right walk with me walk with me um he's been found not guilty and 30 men have accused him of sexual harassment or assault right and he's been cleared of all charges fine okay whatever we knew that was coming we knew it was um so there's that so kevin spacey he's he did the whole coming out as gay thing because he knew like people knew what he was doing they knew what he was doing another person right very similar to kevin spacey noel clark Noel Clark <laughs> Noel Clark had accusations of se um sexual misconduct um of making people you know do inappropriate things during re rehearsals that were sexually inappropriate um for his own gain he denies all of that whatever now Noel Clark also has allegation made by men against him again you know that's not um i could speculate on it i could be messy i could be very very messy right but remember when adam deacon was saying he was gay allegedly 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 i'm just saying apparently apparently that was one of the tweets that adam deacon said he was gay that's all so i i it didn't come from me it did not come from me it was said by someone else okay there was that but people didn't believe adam but i did allegedly okay um there's that we also have alexander wang alexander wang um was accused by i believe it was 11 men of being groped um you know it's on the basically sexual assault again acquitted uh, no further action nothing okay great we then see 
um, James Charles. James Charles, someone wrote an article to um, redeem James Charles. And James Charles admitted on, um, on like one, I believe more than one occasion that he was had spoken to minors who were under the age of um, 15 on Snapchat. Okay. And there were conversations and there were screenshots. Um, but, but you know, um, Pink News, they were able to control the narrative for um, James Charles. And everybody go and listen to them. Everybody go and listen to what the accusers, got, the, the, sorry, the um, the alleged abuser has got to go and say, um, don't listen to the vic victims, that's fine. All right, cool. So um, this article came up. And it was just like, yeah, like it's it's we can't cancel him forever. We can't we can't demonetize um James Charles forever. We you know we can't do that. We just can't. Like the fuck we can. We absolutely can. Yes, we can. I'm so so like, how many allegations of sexual misconduct does somebody need? And it's like, I don't like the way that. Um, some gay men, and I'm going to go there, and some people aren't going to like it. Um, they want to benefit from patriarchy, but also use their femininity to appear as harmless and avoid accountability. I don't like it. I really don't. I despise it. I really do. I really, really do. And it's like, I, like some of you men that are quite femme and you are abusive, and you get away with your abuse. And then there is a common theme among the men that you um, like to date and, and, and stuff like that. And it's like, you like to date people you can abuse and nobody perceive you as an abuser. That's what it is. That's the problem. Um, I don't care how dainty and, and, um, and femme James Charles, I don't care, you're a predator, you are, and I don't like the way that you 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 cozy up to like Lil Nas X or or you used to, and um, you know like redeem yourself that way. And then we've got that wide back, um, that silver back in a wig, um, Terry Joe the TikToker, who's um, you know you're doing his makeup, and I'm just like, you're doing that, and then you're doing these little skits on TikTok and whatever um, last week. In an attempt to redeem yourself, I'm like, why are black, why are black gay men so stupid? Why are you so stupid? Why are you, why are you this stupid? Like, if white men, wrongfully or rightfully, were to say you were a sexual predator and people should stay away from you, bearing in mind this happened before and I minded my business, it was, uh, <laughs> it was this guy who likes to run down white men in Boston. And um, one of the men said that, like, look, he's a sexual predator. He's a stalker. All of these kind of things there. I minded my business. I minded my business. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know you to defend you, but there are people defending you. But I, I, I can't defend you. Um, he tried to say it was racism. Again, I can't defend you. I don't, I don't vouch. Um, I, I don't vouch for men I don't know. Sorry, I don't. Especially when there's no evidence, I don't vouch for men. I don't know. Sorry, I, I no. Mm -mm. Even if I did know you and there's no evidence, I can't vouch for you. Sorry, I can't. The person presented facts, you didn't. 
and now you're trying to say it's racism. I, I couldn't do it. But either way, um, white gay men were not defending you in abundance. They weren't. And and that's that's sad. I hate that for you. But it is what it is. Um, you know. I don't know. Um sorry, I'm not all I'm saying is is that the way that people will run to go and defend a predator is wild to me. Anyways, um no, James Charles doesn't need to be uncancelled. Um, no, not at all. So now we've got to um, you know, I didn't say there was gonna be meat on the bones that I was gonna get to. So we got to the um the prawns and the tuna and the fish. Well now let's get to a nice the nice juicy steak. Uh, <laughs> so so um here's my opinion on this and this is what burned this is what burns me out i can't lie it did burn me out so hugh edwards hugh edwards is a bbc presenter who um parents came forward they went to the sun newspaper and said that um he had groomed their child um and was funding their drug addiction and um you know um you know paying for nudes from them and they paying for nude pictures from them from the age of 17 now here's the thing right here's what i um knew about all of this let me go through the news now um do, 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 do. so the sun newspaper um went and reported about this and they basically said that their child had become like a um like a, a hooked on drugs and the, the way it was worded the way the article was worded i knew that the young person in question was male because they really did over time to um um redact they did overtime to redact information about their gender, about so much. And the thing is, the story is developed because now people were saying that, um, okay, no, I'm, I'm skipping too much. So let me walk you through it. So BBC presenter, <laughs> let's start again. I need to practice my storytelling skills. Um, BBC presenter wouldn't name them. They were alleged for paying a minor for um, sexual images. They wouldn't say who it was, right? Um, people came forward, BBC presenters to say, look, it wasn't me. Um, they initially put up Rylan Clark's picture, for what reason, I don't know. Um, and he was like, yo, um, this ain't me. Because I don't know who this is. It ain't me. You need to take down my picture. And that was independent newspaper. And, th and they did. And they apologised. But I, I think they should have paid out for that. Because that was mad. Um, So yeah. That happened. Now. Eventually. People started playing guess who. Now. A lot of people were guessing. It was on a Sunday. But the thing is. Me. I've got good connections. I do. I do, and I, no, I wouldn't say I've got good connections. I've, I know people who've got good connections, and I already knew it was Hugh before the news broke. Sorry, I, I, I already knew. Sorry, and I, 
I already know that, um, I already know that other people within the BBC knew and were told not to talk about it. I also know, and here's what my source had told me, right, that he, um, apparently likes, has a preference for, apparently men of colour. So I've been told. And the thing is, just looking at the way this, this whole thing was handled, the whole, like, I, I in my in my gut feeling, just by reading the redacted information, how sloppy it was, how um they were dismissing the parents, how they wanted to, you know, uh, make out this, this was all a lie. They really wanted it to go away. I'm thinking, mm-mm, nah, mm-mm, this, this isn't, this isn't the same energy that we had with Philip Schofield. They want this gone right and normally when it comes to dismissing people that's normally happens with people of color and i i i have a feeling i have a strong feeling um that they were boys of color and somebody did confirm that somebody did say that the same thing the same source um now moving forward um uh, <laughs> it's funny because you know People are really, really playing this guessing game, but like his, like his bum even appeared on social media as well. And people are like, "Oh my god, it's edited! It has to be edited! It must be edited!" I'm like, mm, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not edited. Maybe because people are trying to say they've run it through this um, analysis system and it says that it's fake. Everything should be white outlines. So, me like. People just take one look at you and think, nigger, nigger, monkey, you don't know nothing. No, you're going to have to try harder than that. Um, so I'm going to be like, okay, I understand what you've told me, right? Um, you've provided me the software that you've run it through, all of those things. I've gone and had a look for myself. And what this software is saying, that it could be inconclusive depending on um, the amount of times it was shared, the quality of the image, all of those sort of things there, how it was downloaded, yada, yada, yada. Don't forget, when, uh, when um, you take a picture on your phone, you save it to Google Cloud or your iCloud or whatever, the quality can decrease, right? Um, if you save things from Instagram to Snapchat or down to your gallery, send it to someone, that person's phone is of a lower spec or higher spec or whatever, the quality can decrease. You take a screenshot, quality can decrease. We don't know the source of that image. So unless you've got the source of that image, right? The source of that image, the software that you've used cannot confirm or deny, right? And if you're saying it's AI or whatever, you should be able to point out which part of that video is fake. And I'm sorry, it looked like my man. It did. It did. It 100% did. That was his Batiquis out the door. It was. It 100% was. Not that I wanted to see it, but that, that is what it is. Um... I don't co-sign revenge porn and those kind of things there. I don't. I don't think um someone deserves to have their um <clears throat> their long back posted all over social media. I don't, but like I, it just is what it is. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Um so yeah, there's that. 
then the story developed where they said um, they told the BBC to halt the Met Police told the BBC to halt their investigation, um, and then when it got exposed that it was Hugh Edwards, the young person came forward, um, had a lawyer, and basically got the lawyer as the spokesperson to deny the whole thing. Everything's made up. Everything's fake. Oh. Okay, so that's what happened. So where where does a young person? And the thing is, with the lawyer, these weren't no, these weren't no like basic basic lawyers. This was these were lawyers. These were like <laughs> these were lawyers that you just don't go for. These were these were top lawyers apparently, um, which I found quite mad. Like, where does a young person get that amount of money from? And then. People say, oh, they're an OnlyFans model and all those kind of things there. But still, uh, I, I, I don't know, innit? I really don't know. I, 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 I like, yeah. And especially if their child has a cocaine addiction or they're saying that it was a cocaine or a crack. Is it crack? Um, Crack-like behaviour. They wouldn't specify the drugs, but like, you know, people, they always mix, people mix crack with meth, especially in this UK. Um, people can't always tell the difference between crack and meth. And if somebody, a lot of people who've not seen people use meth for the first time, they will assume it's crack. So there's that. But I'm just thinking, how do you get a young person, someone that young, on hard drugs like that? Mad. Absolutely mad. And they received um, £35,000 within the course of three years, was it? So, like, me, again, I just use sense. Three years ago, we all know what we were doing three years ago. We were in lockdown, yeah? We were all in lockdown. So so Hugh went to go and pay for, for, for nudes from the youngest person legally possible um, because now they're trying to deny that they were 17 at the time. But hear this. There's a news article dated 16th of July, right? And it says um, <clears throat> the young person was 17 when they received money, but did not say it was for um, explicit images, right? So the way that the news tried to skew all of this and um, make it all out to seem like, no, nope, this was all consensual. It happened like this. This relationship um, developed when they were 18, Blah, 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 blah. All of this nonsense. No, I'm so sorry. No. And then here's what happens now. Two, two other men, or I think it was two to three other men, came forward to speak about their experiences with Hugh. Now, I'm just... The way it was quickly dismissed, the way that people were defending this, the way that people were like, oh, um one of the people even got back in contact with him and wouldn't leave him alone and um, but uh, no I'm, I'm so sorry but until i see proof nah sorry until i see proof until i see proof i don't believe it i'm not gonna believe a single word i'm not and i don't think the sun is lying i don't want to defend the sun newspaper i don't but i don't think that they are lying um i <clears throat> I, um, 
yeah, I don't think that someone would lie about that. If you know who Hugh Edwards is, Hugh Edwards was the one who covered, like, when the Queen died. And the, the, the Sun newspaper are a very patriotic, very royal family-loving newspaper. That's what their listenership is all about. Like, that, that's their audience. They are not going to go up against somebody who is so close to the royal family and that the nation would hold dearly. They would not put their reputation on the line for that. They wouldn't do it. They would not do that. I'm so sorry. As 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 much as I don't like the sun, as much as I don't like them, I do not believe that they would lie about that. What I also don't believe as well is um the way people were saying, oh, the parents just wanted money. They just wanted to sell a story. The parents did all of the the parents did everything they possibly could have done. They did. They absolutely did. And sometimes if um if you're at your wit's end you're gonna do everything you can do for your child and i'm so sorry like the best thing that they could possibly do is it's gonna sound fucked but i, I don't know what their child is caught up in i really don't know i really don't know what their child is caught up in and it's it, it, the thing is i know how dark um london can be I know, like, the, like when it comes to trafficking, tri uh, probably, yeah, trigger warning. When it comes to trafficking, when it comes to people going missing, when it comes to, like, people being sexually exploited, like, in the most fucked up ways, like, grooming gangs and those kind of things there, London is mad for it. And it's like, if that person is, like, with, like, in a, like drug dependent and probably doesn't show their drug dependency to the public because you have some drugs where the addiction is mental and not physical and doesn't always you don't always show signs of deterioration but if you're that young and in those circles and people like you and that sort of thing there you don't know what danger they're gonna be in you don't know what danger they're gonna be in because it's like all right, cool, this person's too hot to handle. You know what? Yeah, this person, um, they've been at, like, multiple sex parties and whatever, and there's people underage, they know too much. Or there's been high-profile clients there, X, Y, and Z, um, and they know too much. They have to go. Next thing you know, GHB overdose, dead. And then, oh, it was an overdose. It was accidental. Um, it wasn't deliberate. And that's, I'm sorry it's mad because like how many men are dying from ghb overdose because they've been date raped right and people are saying oh well there's no um there's no no suspicion around this why do you think stephen port got away with what he got away with for all them years huh i'm confused so i just don't know in it i i i, I I, I don't know but with with Hugh Edwards it was quite mad when people found out it was him and then they tried to do the whole mental health nonsense he's checked into a mental health hospital blah 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 um his wife put out a statement and people were in sympathy of my man it's like that's when the sympathy started pouring in and they were like oh it was a false allegation oh you know and I'm, I'm going back and forth with some people. Some people were mutuals. And I'm just like, do you not see a problem with the power dynamics? There is a clear power dynamic there. 
And don't bring up these stupid examples. Like, oh, if it was a boss or if... Do you not understand this is a person with a massive name, a massive reputation, a huge salary, connections to the royal family? Do you not understand that the, the, the power dynamics at play here? What are you not getting? And on top of that, they're on Snapchat. And for those of you who know, right, anybody who works in safeguarding, anybody who works in policing, anybody who works like a doctor, a sexual health um, advocate or whatever, a school teacher, you will know what Snapchat is used for. You will know the abundance of older people, not just older people, just people on Snapchat talking to children, you know Snapchat is a platform where people look for children that they can get things from and offer them money for certain things. It is rife on Snapchat. It's rife on Snapchat. Where, like, Philip Schofield was on Snapchat and people were tweeting. Young, young people were talking and coming up and saying, hold on a second. When my man was on Snapchat speaking to us in secondary school, we found it weird. Nobody wanted to cover that. Everyone knows what Snapchat is for. So, so let's not play, let's not be obtuse. Let's not be stupid today. And you want to be like, oh, well, it's 18. People can do what they want. And but no, they can't. No, they can't. No, no. And many of you calling yourself feminists, many of you calling yourself, um, you know, uh, um, allies and your queer people. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. And you're like, oh, um, if they were on Grinder at 17, well, we all know people use dating apps when they're not 18. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old they are. You as the adult, you as the adult should know that that person is way too immature for you to be dealing with. You should, you as a, as a, as a 60 something year old or however old this man is, you should know that this person here, this age, the, 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 I'm going so young here, right? You should know that you shouldn't be doing that. If you are uncertain, if you can see somebody and not be certain that they are over the age of 18, that is a you problem. That is not the fault of, of young people going onto apps and lying about their age. It's not their fault. I'm so sorry it's not their fault. And I know people will be pissed off with me about this. I know people um, may, may get upset about this, but I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm so sorry. I don't, and I don't feel sorry for men. I don't feel sorry for anybody that, that gets fucked over for statutory rape and they didn't know. I don't feel sorry for you. Because at the end of the day, that person was so young or they appeared so young and you're constantly in pursuit of young people and youth and all those kind of things there. You found yourself in that situation. You wouldn't be in that situation if you dated people around your age. You wouldn't be in it. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be in that situation if you dated people who... If you, if you weren't if you weren't pursuing people um for sex with a with a with a massive power dynamic you wouldn't find yourself in these problems you wouldn't you wouldn't because there's many people who who date within their age bracket they're not they're not in these problems but you man that are looking for the young things you man that are looking to um 
to date as young as possible is you lot that are in these positions. You did it to yourself. You really did. You want, at the end of the day, you wanted nude pictures from somebody as young as possible. And the reality is, there are people, we're in a cost of living crisis, yeah? There are people who um, are seeing things like sex work being glorified. Um, and I'm sorry, like, to people who, you know, um, want to be pro-sex work, be pro-sex work, innit? Me, I, you know my stance on sex work. I think people should be, um, people should be able to do their sex work um, ethically and not, not, not advocate and promote degeneracy in their sex work. I, that, that's my stance. Um, I believe people should be able to be safe in sex work and have healthy environments. A hundred percent. But what I am, like, but I also think people should tell the entire truth about sex work. Stop enticing young people into sex work because they get into it and it is a completely different world. And nobody is looking out for them. Yeah? Nobody's telling the truth. No one's telling the truth to these young people. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, so you go in towards these very young men looking for pictures it doesn't sit well with me and you're and, and to, to make out that this man is the victim you're not and here's here's where it gets dark here's where it takes a dark 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 turn and this is what annoyed me and this is what led to my little like break was because <clears throat> i noticed that um owen jones tweeted some foolishness and i was just like so you mean to tell me a man who has cheated on his wife and has looked for pictures for, for you know with younger men you're telling me he's the victim out of all of this and he's like it's none of our business um it, it, it's none of our business it, no no it is my business because guess what you're a journalist you bring people's business onto my timeline so now it is my business <clears throat> if it comes on my desk i'm going to talk about it um Hugh Edwards again he's a newsreader he brings people's business on my lap all the fucking time so anybody who is a journalist anybody who is a newsreader anybody who is a blog social commentator whatever the fuck it is you do anytime I'm so sorry you a professional news carrier you you who likes to carry news you you brought this news you you tweeted about it i didn't i didn't ask to know about this people brought it out into the public if something comes out into the public if something is published if something is written about um it appears in the news it, it appears an article I'm, I'm allowed to talk about it and i will talk about it that's what i'm going to do twitter is it's a bird app everybody is tweeting caw -caw, caw -caw, that everybody's doing it me included I will have my opinion, and I am of the opinion this man is not a victim. That is it. Who is going to beat me? And Owen Jones, your musty, thin lip pussy clark, you, right? You, your nasty predator. You, <laughs> you think you're slick sending your followers after me, right? Because in doing so, someone entered my um my thread and they were just like yeah of course he would go up against you because you're black and 
like oh it is anti-black and i'm like huh what what's going on here so i didn't know that you sexually harassed somebody like that person that came into my mentions has accused you of sexually harassing them and trying to sexually coerce them and they've got all the evidence they've even gone to the police after you called the police on them to silence them right because um apparently so 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 they've said you have um some nazis must have threatened you or some far-right group so now like police must take anything you say seriously um but you try to silence them you try to use your position um you know within labor politics as you know to your sexual advantages so you've got people falling over for you whatever it is and you get very drunk at the Vauxhall pub so at Sup pub so i've been told um all of this is alleged by the way um you get very drunk there you get very handsy with people you try to kiss people without their consent you grope people without their consent um you you ask for oral sex from people without their consent like that man accused you of in my thread okay and then we had a twitter space and spoke about it and this man and i'm sorry i believe him i do believe him i do believe him I 100% believe him. And this is why you're like, oh, it's no one's business, blah, blah, blah. Because you're there asking people for sex and all of those kind of things there and using your position, um, you know, that people can have things if they perform sex acts on you. Um, and it's just mad to me. It's, it's, it's very weird to me that you would do that. And you have a partner. And here's what's convenient at the same time so um during all of that saga owen jones then goes on to retweet during the same night you sent your followers after me um you know trying to be all sassy and that trying to do the whole what is it you know when you know when them dumb liberals like have them talking points like sex work is work and then everyone starts cheering and everyone starts making statistical noise um in the in the comments or in like in, in whatever the fuck it is like however they do it you know you know what i'm talking about you tried to have that little like that little sassy moment with me and it didn't work because you're not bad for me owen and it's very interesting because like look at your life so then you retweet an allegation made against dan wooten right that tweet blows up now again um Dan Wooten, not a good person. Not someone I'm going to defend. Sorry. Do I believe he did that shit? Most likely. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't. Um, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, right? You, you, you gays that have your little cliques, that have your little gangs, and we're going we're gonna to see a lot of stuff happen, guys. We're going to see a lot of things happen guys we're gonna see a lot of things happen and another <laughs> i can't i again i can't speak on this but i will say this there is a politician a very very well-known politician who is married who cheats on their partner yeah 
and who has also um, been doing things of a similar nature that is coming out very soon. I don't know when, but it will be coming out. And it will be coming out from a, most likely a right-wing newspaper will leak it first, right? It will come out. And for those of you who have been in my Twitter circles, you will know. And if you don't know, you don't know. But I tweeted this months ago because this information ended up on my lap by somebody who works in their office. Watch this space. But anyway, the gays are fighting. So when it comes down to like, okay, like Hugh is, um, he's very, I don't know, maybe left-leaning, maybe impartial or whatever. So, you know, the left-wing gays really ain't got a problem with him or whatever. You know, the ones who act like they're always on the right side of history, they ain't got a problem with him, fine. So what they then need to do now is throw the smoke off of Hugh. So in order to do that, they're just going to be like, here's Dan Wooden. Here you go. He, he had Dan Wooden instead. Um, talk about him. And rightfully so, he, he Dan needs to be called out. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, there's that. And hmm. <laughs> I'm going to wear this. How am I going to wear this? Yeah. So everyone's speaking about Dan now. Attention is taken off Hugh. Attention is taken off of um, um, Owen Jones. So then we get to, um, it gets, here's where it gets like it more interesting because the attention has been taken off of Owen um, Jones and Hugh. Everyone's speaking about Dan. And then I noticed that all the people who had nothing to say about Hugh in the first place, nothing to say about when men normally um, like are predators, everyone's piping up just because they want Dan Wooden gone. And it goes back into what I say about the cliques and the gangs. Like, you've attacked somebody in my clique, so I'm going to talk about what's happening in your clique. And for Dan to be doing what he's doing, because I've like looked into some of it, no, and I've looked into some of it. I've looked into quite a bit of it. Um, the bit about obtaining news from people. So you've obtained a fake. Um, you did a fake profile, um, and you use Gaydar, you use Grinder to obtain news from people. Look, I'm just gonna say this, and this is gonna sound mad, but. Here where I'm coming from, here where I'm coming from, people need to understand that, and the culture, and this is where the culture has to go and change. Here's where the culture has to go and change because people need to stop getting into the habit of demanding nudes on Grindr. You're not entitled to nudes. You're not. And a lot of you need to stop sending your nudes unprovoked as well. You need to stop sending your nudes unsolicited. You need to stop it. Because there's many of you who send your nudes unsolicited. And if it gets reposted, that's your business. You're not a victim. You're not. I, I, I don't care how people feel. I don't care. I didn't, like, if you, like, if you were to go into someone's mentions, because um, this happened to a woman before, right? 
and everybody got onto her and said it was revenge porn. It wasn't revenge porn. She didn't ask for the pictures. And it's like when men send, will send pictures of their dick to women and they'll go back to their mum, their girlfriend, their boss, their dad, whoever, and say, here's what your son did. Here's what your, um, your, your boyfriend is doing or whatever. Or they'll put it all over social media. That is not revenge porn. That's not how revenge, that's not how the cycle of revenge porn works. The way that it works, right, is where there is consent between two parties. There is an agreement or, um, you've managed to obtain something that you know you shouldn't have, yeah? You've obtained it, and then you go to distribute it without that person knowing, right? But when you send your when you send your nudes out there and that person is not consented to receiving it, and they want to expose you for being a sex pest, for sexually harassing them, and they want to provide the proof of that sexual harassment, you are not a victim. You are not. You're not. And there are people who are like, I will not be friends with you. I will not hook up with you. I will not go on a date with you unless you send me nudes. I don't owe you nudes. Nobody owes you nude pictures. So this is the problem. Speak about the culture that enabled Dan to do what he's done for so long and get away with it. Speak about that. Talk about that instead. Because unfortunately... Grinder is designed in a way if he deletes his profile everything's gone if he blocks you everything's gone everything's gone unless you've got a screenshot even then even when you have a screenshot and you go make a report to Grinder and say this happened on on this device and blah 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 nothing can nothing's gonna come of it nothing the, and, and it's like we now need to move past the age of like I, I get people need their anonymity for safety I get that, 100%. I 100% get it. But there's a problem where people are able... And this has been happening for decades. Not decades. How long has Grindr been around for? Okay, maybe... Well, okay, however long Grindr's been around for, just follow me with this. People are able to download these apps, create a profile, pretend to be anybody, meet you up, rob you, beat you up if they want to do a hate crime, sexually assault somebody, whatever the fuck they're going to do. Once they block you, you've got no proof. You've got no proof you've met that person. You have no proof. Like, what, what are you going to do? If you've been racially abused, you've got no proof. If you've been sexually harassed, you've got no proof. So what are we supposed to do? I'm confused. Address the issue. And this is what annoys me because like, and where I need people to be a lot more careful, when you see men talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment and they have never been consistent in condemning it, right? Be very careful of these men. Because I don't like the way that these men use sexual harassment and sexual assault when it comes to, they, they weaponize that to go and take down another man that they don't like. Because it got, the same thing goes with, um, with, with George Osborne. And uh, apparently he, he sexually assaulted somebody. Like many of you knew for a long time, why are you using it against him now? If you know from, from the minute you know, say something. Say something so that hopefully um, um, the survivor of, of who, who they've hurt can get justice quicker. So it, it can actually help them. So that they maybe have the courage to come forward. Say something. Do something. 
Like, I'm, I'm so confused. Many of you, and it's like, it's like last year with, with the Twitter spaces lot, um, when they were like, all these rappers were accusing each other of sexual assault and all them kind of things there. No, he's a rapist. He's a rapist. He's done this. He's done that. Um, he's beat up women. You knew this for years. Why are you talking about it now that you've fallen out? Why is every, why, why has everybody got to come forward now that you've fallen out with this person? And this is not to mistake. Um, this is not to go a mistake. People who um, see like, like um, somebody being accused of something and then having the courage to come forward collectively, those two things are not to be conflated. They're not to be conflated at all. I'm talking about people who saw the fuckery. It didn't affect you. You knew who that person was. You could have used your platform to say something and you chose not to. These things do not happen in isolation. The, the, the person that Dan is, the things that Dan has been accused of, he's done this for a long time. He's got experience in doing this. And unfortunately, I'm so sorry to say it this way, but I believe he's going to get away with it. I do. I really, really do. And a lot of you need to be a lot more consistent when it comes to calling these things out, when it comes to calling these behaviours out. And you're not. You're really, really not. He's going to get away with it. That's why Kevin Spacey's got away with it and everyone knows for, for a long time. That's why Hugh Edwards is going to get away with it. And people have known for a long time. That's why Philip Schofield is going to get away with it. And people have known for a long time. Tim Westwood, another one. People knew who Tim Westwood was. People knew who, for a long time. And the people who could have said something said nothing. Only when it became too hot to handle. Now people want to speak out or people want to be silent or whatever it is. No, you knew. A lot of people knew. People were calling out this man for time. For time. So, I don't know. Some of you lot just need to... Just, just seriously. Just do better. Do fucking better. Like, I, I, I don't know at this point. I really don't know. But a lot of, a lot of you are, are, are rubbed. You're finished. You're absolutely finished. Finished. Like, you don't want to speak... About, okay, and here's, 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 here's one thing I've learned as well. A lot of you don't care about, don't actually care about sexual assault. You don't. You don't care about domestic violence. You don't care about survivors. You, you especially when that survivor or whoever it is, is a person you don't like. Or when that person who is an abuser is someone that you do like. But what you need to understand about your 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 backwardness right is that when you stick up for them in any way shape or form or co-sign them um and enable them especially if they've harmed a victim you don't like you're only putting someone else in harm's way i'm going to be very honest and i see this all the time when people defend men who have abused people or what, sorry, when they defend abusers who've abused people, I'm just going to use gender neutral terms because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Sorry. Um, yeah, gender based violence is real, but you know, for the purpose of this, the, this theme of this podcast, um, they're everywhere. 
So when you're when you're sticking up for that person, yeah, I don't like that girl there because da, 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 or I don't like him over there because you're you're only enabling them to like well get away with it and do it to someone else. They might even do it to you. Be careful. Be very careful. So to everybody speaking about um Dan, carry on in it, carry on. But because when it came to the other things, he never really cared. You only um are talking about him being a potential rapist and um sexual harasser and a sex pest and all those things because you want him out of here and that's I, you know what i could respect it if a lot of you said it with your chest i could respect it but i can't because you don't care about what he's done you just want him gone and i understand like you know this is the ammunition that you've got but don't do that don't because when you see this happen to someone else when it is someone that is your fave, when it is someone that you like, you, you're going to be silent. Your energy is going to be different. And then that's when we have to see who you are. And I, I'm sorry, like, it, it, can you understand why I'm exhausted? I hope you understand why that's exhausting. Um, you know, and another thing, finally, um, before I close here, cause I've been talking for nearly two hours and 30 minutes. Um, I want to re also reiterate because I mentioned this in my first episode when something has to come from somebody who is white, light-skinned um, or has got access to power and influence um, and unfortunately like his victims were white because we you know Dan is a white supremacist um, and that's why it's got the traction it has um and sometimes it really it really has to be you know what who's the perfect victim and that that mentality you need to abandon it straight away straight away i i i really would abandon it um because when i i just find it interesting that a black man comes forward to speak about your favorite left-wing journalist radio silence like radio fucking silence but then, you know, that same left-wing journalist retweets the article about Dan Wooten. Everybody goes into frenzy. And that's when rapists and then sexual harassment um, is something that we want to condemn. I, I, me, I find that weird. I find that scary. I do. And that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. Because when... Um, when people you know when when it comes down to like you know fetishization when it comes to um sexually motivated harass sorry racially motivated sexual harassment it's a very real thing very real and we're ignored all the time but you lot carry on not the listeners i'm just you know not you but you know, figuratively speaking, like everybody, whoever's doing what you're doing, just carry on. Like let let people carry on. I see you on the timeline. Like you you exhaust me. Um and I just have to click sometimes to see less of this. Um, I look at the news, I'm just like also certain articles, journalists, I just want to see less of you. That's it. Um and yeah, that's it. So um this has been a long episode. It's been my longest episode since, but thank you for listening to I said with I said. I said what I said. Oh, 
I said what I said. I've been your host, Cindy Aquarius. And yeah, I will see you soon. Hopefully I'll have an episode for you next week. I may or I may not. Let's just see um, how much people exhaust me. I don't know, but thank you for listening. See ya.